All right, Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbohol along with Matthew Hawkins on our one-year anniversary. What's going on, Matt? What's up, man? <laughs> we made it a year. Yeah. <laughs> 50-something episodes, man. It's been a blast. Uh, yeah. I, actually, I think I think it's 50, 52 or 53, which is 52 weeks in a year. So, I mean, we, we've been pretty uh, we've been pretty consistent, even with that downtime we had. We've been we've managed to to fill up uh, some airtime. Um, so uh, obviously, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff going on. I know you watched the uh, the fights over the weekend. What did I watch? I already forgot. But uh, I mean, obviously, the world of MMA is spinning right now. So you and I, the last time we talked about anything was uh, for 235, wasn't it? About the 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 refereeing and stuff like that. Yeah, we uh, we didn't get a chance to to go over some of that stuff. Uh, I don't believe post of or no, we did talk about the uh, Askren stuff, and then yeah, uh, we uh, we got thrown off with our huge interview with uh, Stephen Thompson last week. But um, yeah, I caught the Wichita event. Um, I go to one of the local, the new San Diego football team, the AAF team. So not one of your things, but uh, I caught that. And then uh, when I got home, I watched the, the ESPN Plus card and uh, some decent fights, some ups and downs, some uh, some slow fights, some some good fights. But, um, you know, for me, the, uh, the the big ones were the the big heavyweight fights. And uh, that was Ben Rothwell and uh, Blue Goy Ivanov. Uh, both got you know, Rothwell coming off about two and a half years since his uh, PED suspension, um, and Ivanov coming off his UFC debut in a, in a fairly close loss to uh, Junior Dos Santos, and uh, it fight ended up going to decision. It was a close fight. I know there was a little controversy. Uh, a lot of people, at least online, thought Rothwell won. Uh, I had Blagoy winning 29-28, two rounds to one. Um, I might be a little biased towards Ivanov. I think the general crowd of Twitter is probably more biased towards Rothwell. And like I said, it was a really close fight. So I could see it going either way, but um turned out to be a big, big win for Bogoy, uh, the former World Series of Fighting uh, heavyweight champion. So I think it was big for him. Uh, I'm not sure what Rothwell, where he fits in for the rest of his career at this point. He's been around a long time. Uh, but, you know, a couple fairly exciting heavyweights in a, in a, heavyweight division that that's really trying to, to revamp itself after, after a little bit of a down period, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, Ivanov is one of those guys that I, uh, I always liked, uh, him ever since I saw him go against, uh, he's another old school, uh, or former world series of fighting, uh, heavyweight. So he was one, always one of those guys that, uh, when he transitioned over, I thought he was going to have, I mean, he did all right. Like, right. He won was a decision, right? The, the fight with, JDS, yeah, it was a close fight. Um, one no, but winner... the one against Rothwell. Yeah, he won. He won. Yeah, the yeah, fight. it was yeah. a decision. Yeah, yes. so, so it was one of those ones that that I I always thought he'd like uh, come in a little, sort of like the way Marlon came in, like he had that first fight and uh, he lost the decision, then he got his UFC uh, feet underneath him, I guess. You know, got used to the, to being in that type of promotion. And then started racking up wins, and uh, another he's another former champ from there. So all those former champs, I feel like are they're they're always going to be around the top of the top fifteen, top ten when they transfer over to the UFC. 
and get a title shot at some point. But uh, yeah, he's a durable dude, so I was uh, I was glad to see that he won that. Yeah, I mean, he jumped right into it. You know, when you make your UFC debut head, headlining against uh, Junior Dos Santos, you're not uh, you're not screwing around. You know, you're getting thrown right to the to the Sharks and uh, and and then a, a fight with Rothwell. I thought it was a big win for him to start off 0-2 would be would be tough to recover from. Uh, fans know who Rothwell is. He'll be able to sell tickets and 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 line up fights down the line, uh, even with this loss. But uh, a loss for Blagoy, I think, would have would have done some damage to his career going forward. Um, the following fight after that wasn't a heavyweight fight. It was a uh, it was a welterweight fight. Uh, Nico Price and Tim Means. Um, if you're going to catch one fight from the night, uh, the card, I would. Well, the main event turned out to be good, but this fight was a, quite the barn burner. Both guys came out swinging. Uh, means hurt Pri- means hurt uh, Price early with some punches, and uh, Price rebounded and in, in the middle of a huge flurry uh, landed and, and knocked out Means uh, cold. Actually, the follow-up shot on the ground. Um, means actually dislocated his ankle, kind of did got a crow cop. Uh, I like saw that, yeah. Saga. So I saw that he was out of surgery. I think everything went well there, and he's going to recover, but uh, definitely a fight of the night. Uh, did you see uh talking about uh surgery? Did you see Usman had uh, hernia surgery uh like on Tuesday? I saw it today. I saw it said yeah. he was recovering from it. I I didn't see the news prior, but uh I, yeah, I wrote uh, I wrote a piece over at my MMA news. You mentioned Tim Means surgery and and that uh Usman surgery kind of uh caught me off guard and uh so when I did the homework from MMA Junkie and saw that he put on Instagram that he was uh recovering from hernia surgery, I was just like, wow. Another hernia in the UFC, like him and Whitaker are like, it's like uh, almost like a month after month. Yeah, it you don't, uh, yeah, you don't really hear about it <laughs> up until the last, you know, month. So yeah, it is, that is a bit strange. Um, but yeah, I mean, he deserves a little time off. He might as well heal up. No reason to, uh, to push it coming off of his, uh, his huge win over uh, so, Woodley. But I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to jump off topic. I mean you're talking about the Nico Price and and Tim Means. So did uh, I mean from you saw it? Uh, I didn't see it because I'm not a I'm not a pluser like you. Although although <laughs> though how you've become one, it, uh, it's pretty damn clever. But I'll, we'll keep that between us. But <laughs> how did you uh, how did you see that fight? Like it, it, was he really on his way out? And the, it was a come from behind victory. Yeah, I mean it was just a back and forth. They were both oh, okay. throwing big punches. Uh, and uh, means means basically dropped him or, or hurt him. Looked like Price was on his way out, and then and then he countered. And, and I mean they were swinging for the fences, and and uh, and, and Price landed a huge shot. And uh, and like I said, means went down. You didn't notice the ankle until until afterwards. Mainly on Twitter, I don't even think they really acknowledged it. Uh, I don't recall yeah. them acknowledging it on on the broadcast. Um, but, yeah, it uh, seems like one of those things that you saw. Like I saw it obviously with all the replays after the fact so yeah and uh but it was a hell of a fight and then uh and then obviously we had the main event that night the junior dos santos Derek lewis uh which turned out to be a, another barn burner two guys swinging and and hurting each other and and uh it ended with junior dos santos knocking out Derek lewis in, in the second round but um but that didn't you know Dos Santos uh, got hit hard. He he hurt Lewis early on. I can't recall if it was the first or second round, and uh, hit him with a body shot, uh, a kick to the body. Yeah. And uh, Lewis went kind of bent over, grabbing his uh, grabbing his stomach, and 
and Dos Santos charged in and, and Lewis almost looked like he was playing possum and came up swinging and, and actually kind of sent uh, Dos Santos reeling. Uh, I don't know if it was more just surprising kind of a push punch as opposed to it actually landing on the chin, but, uh, but it was a good back and forth. I mean, just Dos Santos took some big punches. He looked great in the fight. Um, Lewis came out afterwards, said he had some injuries going in. Um, you never know exactly what that what that consists of or, or how extreme the stuff was. Um, but, you know, I brought it up after Dos Santos had his, uh, I think it was fight with Tui Vasa. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I, I, I want to see him in D.C. I just think him in D.C. is a great fight. Um, I, I We haven't seen Dos Santos taken down a lot in his career. I can't really recall him ever really being on his back. Um, maybe Kane had him down on yeah. his back for a little while. I know it was most seemed, seemed like most of it was dirty boxing up against the cage, and perhaps Cormier could could redo that. But uh, I don't know, man. I said it after the Tuivasa fight. I I'd have a hard time picking against Junior Dos Santos, especially the one we're seeing right now. No, I don't think to... uh, I don't think I picked. I mean, I didn't pick against him either. Uh, it, he's definitely. I remember. I remember one point he said when he after he came back after one of his injuries or the surgery or whatever he had. Um, he said that he was he was content with being the gatekeeper, but I mean, um, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing him get one more shot at the t- at the title uh, with the wins he's been picking up lately. Yeah, I mean, I, when I was talking about picking him, I, I when I mentioned it initially, I think uh, we had uh, Yuri Thompson on, and I think both of you guys kind of said you thought you would go with Cormier, and I can understand that pick if they were in a hypothetical fight, um, but you know, I don't know, I I just it's a to me, that's a fight that's interesting just because we, you know, it, when, uh, when, when Cormier fought Miosic, we kind of figured it would be a slug out and that's what it turned out to be. Uh, and, and, uh, and Cormier landed the, the punch that eventually put out uh, Stipe. Um, you know, we figured this would be another swinging, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't know what Cormier's style going into that fight would be. I imagine he would try to back him up against the cage and, and keep the distance awfully close because you don't want to get on the, uh, on the outside when, uh, yeah. when, when Dos Santos is winging those, uh, those huge right hands. But I don't know. That's just, to me, that's the heavyweight fight that I want to see right now. I mean, obviously Lesnar brings some eyes and, and a, and a spectacle event to it. But I think if we're talking the two best heavyweights in the UFC right now, I think we're talking probably JDS and, and Daniel Cormier and, uh, you know, in a real sport, I think that's the fight that, that would happen. Um, but I do think if Lesnar has been able to stay clean, um, I don't know. I haven't checked this drug testing. I don't know if he's been tested at all lately, but, uh, I think that's the fight we'll probably end up getting. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, I'd yeah. love to see that fight. Uh, that would be to me, that's I mean, a true heavyweight that, championship fight. So, so talking about that, I mean, obviously, I mean, more people are leaning toward, you saw, Every every time Daniel White does something random, people start wondering why he's doing it. So he you know he tweeted those smiley face emojis like a day or two ago. Did you see that? I did see that. Yes. So like obviously people are like, well, what are you so get happy about? My 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 go to was, uh, oh, you have uh, Cormier Lesnar for International Fight Week in July because that would be something for him to. You know, that's a huge main event that will bring a lot of people to Vegas. All the casuals spend their money. Hell, I would even try to go, maybe, if I could afford it. But um, now that you say that, I wouldn't mind if uh, that would that wouldn't be a bad fight either. To, I mean, that that's more of a non-casual MMA fan fight, though. Dos Santos versus Cormier. 
I mean, if you ask me for the perfect card uh, in in a fight week scenario, I'd want to see JDS Cormier and John Jones Lesnar. I think that that would, you know, it, it would be, you know, kind of mix it up a little bit. I don't know if Cormier would go for that. I think he, but perhaps yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe it doesn't make a difference. Maybe Lesnar just being on the card gets the pay-per-view buys and Cormier just takes the money and, and fights, you know, the, the proper number one contender. But I mean, that's, that's a hell of a, hell of a little mix there. If, if, uh, if Jones is willing to go up to heavyweight and or Jones versus Dos Santos, another fight that, you know, two big guys, if Jones isn't cutting weight, I don't think there's a huge size difference. There'll probably be some thickness on, uh, on, on Dos Santos that, that Jones might not have, but uh, there's plenty of time right now between now and then for Jones to bulk up. And we know he seems to uh, have no problems adding picograms. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. And, and Nevada I, has no problem with him having them. So, well, yeah, California has no problem. <laughs> Maybe they'll do like a WrestleMania two thing where they'll have fights in multiple cities so that people can cheat and do whatever they want where wherever they want to have those fights. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows what they're gonna do? Um, you know, we're talking big, the bigger draws. Chris Cyborg's one of the bigger draws. I don't even know if the UFC knows what they're gonna do with her anymore. Um. And, uh, you know, where does, where does say go from here coming off that huge win? Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of li- in limbo right now. It seems like we hit these periods. Yeah. I uh, mean, one of the things that I almost, I almost made the, when I wrote the piece on Usman's, uh, surgery, I almost went off on this other tangent where, where, I, and I'm, I'm glad I'm, we're bringing it up now. It's almost like all the, all the champions, if they're not injured, or, or you know on the shelf and there's an interim situation going on then there's other stuff going on that's keeping them from from fighting and 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 the uf which leaves the ufc scrambling and the fans wondering what do we have like with uh the stuff that connor you know like now he's got to be in court in april for that uh the incident in, in uh in florida so what's your take on that if you don't mind me asking connor was obviously arrested over the last couple nights uh, for for apparently grabbing a fan's phone, uh, who was trying to take a picture or some video of him and, and smashing it and then and then walking off. I've seen mixed opinions online, and I didn't know what uh, didn't know what your stance on that was. Oh, sorry, I'm just getting that a message. Uh, what was that again? Sorry. No, the the I didn't know what your take was. I mean, my you know I'll give mine real quick on the Conor McGregor situation. Um, I've seen mixed opinions online about whether, you know, as far as what he's, uh, you know, what whether he, you know, brought it upon himself being a superstar or, or if it's just something that, you know, if it was the fans fault, and, you know, I, I just I think there is something to the fact that he gets paid what he gets paid to kind of be that superstar. He wanted to be the famous fighter. Um, I'm sure it's a pain in the ass having people take pictures of you all the time. But uh, you certainly can't grab somebody's phone, smash it, and and, and steal it. Uh, I don't think that that's acceptable in any way. You know, I just feel like he's, he, you know, you want to be the superstar, you want to be the man. Well, that comes along with it, in my opinion. I know there's some fighters who have, have been against that. Uh, trying to think. I, Speedy Claxton, I think, said that that was a joke to think that. I did see, I think I saw Misha Tate today, basically saying that he's just got to deal with it. If you, if you want to be the man, you got to deal with what comes along with that. So 
I don't know. I just was curious what your what your opinion was. I mean, obviously, maybe in a fan who who likes to meet fighters and stuff. If if one, you know, I don't think I'd ever be rude enough to have somebody grab my phone, but if somebody did and smashed it, I'd be happy to watch him get put in handcuffs and <laughs> taken away. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, uh, did you see the guy? Did you see the guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I'm not gonna let you know. Yeah, I saw the guy, so we'll leave it at that. But <laughs> no, no. Well, <laughs> I'm. I, I'm I'm gonna a little bit. All right, so um, it's one thing, like you said, uh, you know, obviously when you when you're a celebrity, yeah, you, you open the door for all that kind of nonsense, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, obviously you you have to expect it and kind of like uh, you know, eat it or whatever you want to say, you know, deal with it as it comes, but not like that. So, um, however, it seems to me. Uh, and and uh, Saad's gonna jump on in a, in a, in a bit. Uh, it seems to me that uh, Saad Awad's gonna join us for our, for our one year uh, podcast. <laughs> but it seems to me that um, like the dude is almost uh, gonna try and make his 15 minutes of fame last uh, off of this, and that makes me wonder. It just makes me wonder if uh, if he's uh. Sorry, I gotta get make sure I get his uh thing right here. No, I, I, I hear, I hear what you know what I mean. Like, like if he's if he's fishing for for some type of celebrity. Yeah, no, I mean I get that, and and there there is that, but I just find it funny that when I hear somebody say, you know, basically he's pissed off that people are taking pictures of him. He's coming out of a damn nightclub at five in the morning. So oh. we are being joined right now by uh. Bellator main event fighter, Bellator 219, Syed Awad. Syed, what up, what are you there? Up? What's up, man? Can you guys see me? Can't no. see you right now. Got your audio. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see how I turn this on real quick. I think it's right there. There it is. There you go. What's up, man? How good are man. you? Good, good. How you guys doing? We're doing great, right. man. Thanks for coming on. A uh, couple weeks till your big fight uh, against Brandon Gertz, main eventing Bellator 218 at the Pachanga Indian Reservation Casino uh, here in Temecula, California. How how how's it feel to be a main event fighter, man? I know uh, you put in your time, and uh, man, awesome for you. Congratulations. No, nah, man. Thank you. Thank you. It feels good. You know, it feels good. I mean, we were originally the co-main event, so I won't take uh, too much credit for. They're building a show around me, but um, I mean, we were the co-main event, so you know, I'll take credit for that. And uh, it feels good to get you know kind of pushed up and get promoted a little more, you know. And then now we just got to go out there and fight the way we know how to fight and put on a good show. Yeah, that, definitely. Uh, that that uh that the your opponent, uh, Brandon Gertz. He he uh I, I was just saying to Matt before we started recording, I'm like, man, Saad keeps fighting these uh these uh uh, uh challenger title challengers. I'm like, when, when is he going to get his t- title challenger? I, I know, obviously, in 208, things didn't go your way. But, I mean, obviously, the fight went to a decision. So, I'm just wondering, like, what are your thoughts on, on uh, like, do, do you think uh, this is going to be a, a, a line, put you in line for, a, uh, like, a 155 title shot? Man, I have no clue. You know <laughs> what I mean? I, I was on a 4-5 winning streak, and then I, I got thrown, you know, Henderson, who uh, was on, I think, a one-fight winning streak. 
and then uh, and he derailed me. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt he fights one and then fights for a title or something. But I mean, most guys that are up there that are in title contention already fought for a title, and um, I think you know I think it was my time, and I think you know if I go back to win a couple more, and if it has to be the number one, number two, number three guy, whoever they are, you know I'll, I'll fight them again and uh, try to get myself right back in title contention. Obviously, Gertz is a is a tough tough fighter. He's fought the who's who of of the one fifty five and, and one seventy weight class. You kind of answered my question earlier. I was going to ask you if this was a fight that was already kind of pre booked, I guess, uh, or if it was something that was thrown together uh, with the loss of Larkin and, and Korshkov. Um, I mean, not to not to not to talk down Gertz, but he is one in four in his last four fights. Were you, were you kind of surprised that he was the, the guy that was thrown at you? I know, obviously you're just going in there to knock somebody out, but, uh, um, not honestly, not, not, not really. The, the reason why is because, um, if you see him, the dude fight, like, uh, it doesn't matter what his, you know, whether he wins or loses, you know, I don't think people pay attention to that with, with that dude. Cause he goes, he goes out there and fights and he, and he could sleep anybody on any given night, you know, or he could out wrestle someone on any given night. So, it, it, you know, whether he wins or loses, he puts on a performance, a, a winning performance. And I think that's why they set up this fight. Mm. And, um, you know, they, they had asked us to fight before. And uh, yeah. and we're, we're scheduled to fight. I don't think they had announced it. And I, I signed my contract. And then, like, a week later, they pulled him to go fight Chandler. So he jumped up and fought Chandler. And uh, Oh, wow. And then I ended up getting Couture at the time. And that's when I fought Ryan Couture. And that's how me and Ryan Couture came to play. So, um so I know the fight they're trying to make before, and I think it was more of a fan favorite fight. That's why they're doing it. And they, they set it up this time around. And, you know, we signed our fight, and I think two weeks later, uh, that's when the, the fight pulled out. You know, because they didn't announce it right away. They, they waited like two weeks before they announced it. And then um, they announced it as a, you know, the main event, like literally the next day. So it's it pretty cool. It's cool. I'm excited yeah, about it. Yeah, no, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a firework fight. I mean, if, if you're asking a, a fight that, it's kind of in your wheelhouse for, I mean, an exciting fight. I yeah. can't really think of much better. And, and like I said, I didn't mean to bash Gertz in any way. He's not losing to, he's not losing to chumps. He's fighting Michael Chandler, Derek Campos, Fernando yeah. Gonzalez, Adam Piccoletti. I mean, he's not dodging anybody. He's not losing to, 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 to prelim fighters. He's, he's fighting uh, top ranked guys in the Bellator division. So that wasn't meant to be any kind of a bash on him. I just met record wise. I didn't yeah. know if, you know, it, it so, yeah, no, of course. No, no, yeah. I, I understood it. I understood it. And I feel the same way about the dude. Like, you know, like, yeah, he is one in four in his last, you know, five fights. But, like I said, uh, he, any one of those fights could have went his way. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not a dude that goes out there and gets his ass whipped. He's a dude yeah. that he's in your face. And if he does lose, it's by a split decision. And he did a lot of damage on you. If, if, he, if he's taking a loss, he, he put a lot of damage on you. So, you know, I, I got to come prepared. I got to, I can't, I don't look at, you know, his losses. I don't look at his wins. I just look at his fighting style. And mm. I know the fighting style is going to tapered for my fighting style, and we're both going to go out there and just put on some fireworks. I think he suffered a uh, a shoulder injury though with that, and when he fought Chandler, yeah. so I'm, I'm I'm just wondering if if you're going to get a different Brandon Gertz or or how, I mean, and and I'm not trying to you know again like like Matt said, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to put anything plant any seeds that there's any weaknesses in his game, but I'm just wondering if he's if he's going to come with the same power or if he's going to be more cautious or favor the shoulder. Is that anything like when you do you look at past fights? Do you study tape and stuff like that when you're I fighting mean, a guy like him? I mean, I do, but um, when it comes to injuries, I never um, think about somebody coming into a fight and being cautious about certain things. I mean, I know certain guys are like that, but I mean, I, I've broken my hands about five times in the past, you know, seven years in Bellator, and 
if you're going to go by, you know, that assumption, then you're going to think I'm not going to go out there and throw my hands the next fight. And, you know, shit, I'll go out there and throw them and break them again. It's not something that holds me back. And, you know, I mean, unless his shoulder is limited to, to throwing a punch, yeah. then, you know, maybe he shouldn't be fighting if that's the case. But, um, uh, you know, he's out there, he's training, he's hitting mitts, he's rolling, he's wrestling, he's doing everything he has to do to prepare for this fight. So I'm pretty sure his shoulder's not going to hold him back, you know, and uh, if it does, that, that, that sucks because then we won't be able to put on, you know, a great fight. But, you know, if, if it doesn't, then you guys are going to see a hell of a fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one, one thing I got to tell you, man, that, that, that I find super admirable as far as, because, I mean, I, I've seen you fight, I've seen you fight a lot, and I've, I've seen you take your losses, I mean, whether they be finishes or, or, or decisions. I know you weren't too happy. We, we spoke uh, we spoke privately about, about the 208 stuff, but... Uh, I mean, the fact that, that you're so ready, like, I remember when we were talking about it, you even said, like, you know what, like, I'm just, it's it's over, let me, I'm just going to get back to my family, do my thing, and wait for the next one to come. I mean, how does that, uh, I mean, how do you feel, you feel like you set an example for other fighters when you do stuff like that? Because there's some guys that, that'll carry a loss into their next few fights, and it seems like you never do. Yeah, man, you can't do that, man. Yeah, I mean, this window of opportunity of fighting is so small, you know what I mean? If mm-hmm. you carry some, you know, losses with you, you're going to carry a lot. If you carry a loss with you through your fighting career, you're going to carry it with you through your whole life. And that's something mm-hmm. that's going to dwell on you. And you're always going to talk about it. And, and you're not going to be a happy person. You're not going to perform the way you need to perform. You know, there's a lot of negative things that comes with, you know, holding negativity. It's like that saying, you know, you hold a, you know, you, you hold a piece of hot coal, you know, waiting to throw it at someone and, you know, who gets burnt while they're holding it, you know, you just burn yourself. So, yeah. uh, you know, something I try, I try not to do. I try not to hold grudges, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, the fight game, you know, whether, I, you know, lose or win. I mean, I, I feel like I learned the most when I when I lose a fight. So, you know, coming off that loss, you know, I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about, you know, my opponent. And I learned a lot about, you know, ring awareness as well. So I'm um, coming into this next fight. I believe I can bring that that one fight experience, which I gained a lot from, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, it should help me in this next fight. Is this a uh, 155 fight or is this a 160 catchweight? Uh, 155. 155. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind fighting 60. You know, but um, I mean, they asked us to fight. You know, you know, they asked. Well, they told me I was gonna fight like three months ago. So mm. they're basically like, get ready. And I was, yeah, I was walking around pretty heavy. So I got my way down pretty fast. So now I'm like coasting where I'm at right now. So I'm doing, I'm doing good. Is this a point uh in, in your camp? Like, I mean, I I know uh just before you jumped on, you 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 had thought that we were scheduled for our next week, but uh. The uh, like when you do media and stuff like that, how 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 much of a distraction does it cause for you to, to like to be th- between fight night? Like, what would you prefer as far as how many weeks out between fight night and everything leading up to? Because it seems like they do more media right up until the fight. Like even the last time I talked to you was in New York right before you fought uh, uh, Henderson. And uh, that's the other thing too, man. If we're 155, you're big as hell. <laughs> you're pretty yeah. tall, dude. For 155. But um, I, 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 I eat good. You know, my wife cooks really good. She's a health freak. So everything we eat, like she's, I try to cheat all the time, man. Like literally <laughs> every day I try to cheat, but she, she's on it and she, she keeps good food around the house, good snacks around the house. And uh, like, even if I'm cheating, I'm still like, I'm eating something healthy. So it doesn't matter. And, uh, and, you know, obviously I train hard and I've been doing this for a while. So the weight cut, it, it became easy, you know, this mm. really became easy. And uh, like my last fight, I, I ate steak the night before weigh-ins, you know what oh, I mean? Wow. So. Like, for me to eat steak the night before weigh-ins is, you know, unheard of. So I took all my power with me. I, I didn't miss a meal. I, I wasn't, you know, stuffed up and hurting or any of that stuff. And I was still, I was still, uh, my percentage of water was really high, you know, even after I cut weight. So I knew I was still extremely hydrated. I wasn't worried about a thing. 
And, um, you know, it all comes with experience as well. So, so that being said, you know, I feel good with the weight cut and about the media and stuff. I mean, obviously, uh, right close to the fight, it, 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 it does become a headache. It's when they, when stuff gets scheduled, when you're busy, mm. but you know, half the time, you know, you're chilling, you know what I mean? So sometimes it's cool to do some media stuff and you're just in the hotel bored and you don't want to go walk around cause you don't want to waste energy, but you don't. You know, you, you you can't really sleep, and sometimes media stuff comes along. You're like, cool, you know, I'll jump on. I'll do the interview, knock out, you know, 20, 30 minutes of my time, and then uh, and then go do what I have to do next. That's cool. I'll keep that in mind next time Next time we're both on location for an event. <laughs> yeah, hit me up, man. I'll let you know as soon as I'm free. I'm like, yeah, I'm free during this time and that time. Let's, yeah. let's rock. So your, uh, your gym now, uh, your last uh, – you obviously trained with uh, Juan Archuleta. Uh, now you've got, you've got TJ Dillashaw and, uh, Dwayne Ludwig and, and those guys in there, right? You guys are quite a fight team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne comes down, um, like during uh, TJ's camps, he'll come down, like, I think it's like Tuesday through Thursday or something. Every week he flies down, he's down there for a couple of days and flies back and he runs classes. So, so it's pretty cool. And then when he's not there, we still, you know, we have the Muay Thai class, which they do, uh, like Dwayne's drills, basically. We have Mark Munoz who does teaches the MMA slash wrestling class. Oh, wow. I work with uh, Daryl Christensen as well, you know, and Cub. And, uh, and there's a bunch of guys over there that, that, that I get some good work with in. And um, it's good because we're all pushing each other to excel. I mean, you're a, you're a, you're, you're a, a knockout guy. I know you always try to knock people out. So has, uh, has Ludwig given you any new tricks that we might see on, on the, at Beltor 219? Uh, uh, man, I'm trying to learn from that dude, man. He, he's like a, a book of knowledge, man. And so, and all this stuff, nothing's traditional. So it's like, uh, it's like starting over with him, you know? So, I mean, I, I feel like since I've been, you know, learning from him, which has been, you know, almost a year now since I've been over there, I guess you could say, not even a year, well, almost a year. And, um, you know, I still feel like a white belt, I guess you would say, in, uh, in, in that respect. But, you know, I'm learning, man. I'm learning as much as I can. You know, if I could put something together in a fight, you know, I'll, I'll definitely try it. You know, I always try new things in my fights and, uh, Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to put some stuff together this fight. Well, I was at his fight years and years ago when he pulled off a attempted crane kick against uh, Shad Smith at, at King of the Cage. The I think cage. it was King of the Cage 3, actually. It was one of the first events I ever attended, so if, uh, feel free to do a crane kick uh, <laughs> at, at, at this event. I'll, uh, am, am, I'll am have I, the camera out. It might work, because Grit's kind of short, so... <laughs> well. <laughs> the uh i mean the, the, the don't don't put ideas in his head matt because uh, i'll I, try it man i'll try it <laughs> i know you will i know you will the last time we had you on i mean i told you when i shot cage side for that the fight against uh, uh i mean it wasn't it was it was uh a loss but you were the one that initiated the the let's throw hands and i was just like i remember i think i told you last time i was like that's the most gangster shit i ever seen in <laughs> Man, uh, that was fun though. That that fight, I, I think going into that fight in my head, and I, I knew it was gonna be a kind of a slugfest. And I was like, dude, I, I think I can catch this dude. And I was stuck in my head that I was gonna catch. I think because he was a big wrestler, and I didn't yeah. want to wrestle him. So I was stuck in my head that we we're gonna bang it out. So when he started wrestling, I'm like, dude, this isn't what's supposed to happen. Like, let's let's go. You know, uh, and, you know, I got the short end of the stick that one. So it wasn't too too smart of a move. But it is what it is, man. You know, it's fun. I learned from it, and. Uh, you know, I wouldn't take it back for the world, man. I, I've never gotten knocked out in a fight. Like, I mean, really knocked out. And that was one time. So, I mean, now I know my jaw's not bulletproof. So, maybe I'll be a little bit more cautious in some of those exchanges. And uh, it was cool, man. I had fun. Well, I mean, since that fight, you've been on fire. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, if, you, if you learned anything, I mean, it seems to be working. So, 
know, yeah, but, sure. uh, you know, yeah, so... the other thing was, uh, I mean, the other thing, like I, like you said too, I mean, uh, uh, you, you obviously swing for the fences. I didn't know you broke your hands seven times. I mean, and you still swing for the fences. So it's definitely something that, I mean, you definitely need to work on like, uh, uh, your memoirs or something or something for, for, for up and coming fighters. Like if, the, if you got young guys that train with you, because, uh, I mean, you've been, you've been with Bellator for a while and, uh, I, I mean, uh, about time your main event in, on something. I don't care how it happened. I mean, I think that's great. And those cards at Pachanga, I mean, Matt, Matt will tell you better than, or Matt knows better than I do. I mean, he's always there. Um, those are always the ones that, that, that have people, you know, all over social media the next day because of how, how, how fire they are. Oh, I, I love fighting here, man. I love yeah. fighting home. The, the, the event's beautiful. The chain is really nice. The, the, the buildings, you know, they redid it. And it's small, so no matter where you're at, you have good seats in the house. You know, you can buy a $35 seat, and you're you're sitting almost cage side compared to some of these, you know, arenas. So, you know, I, I love it. I love that people come and uh, and spend a little and get a lot out of it. And then after, you know, everybody runs into each other. So, you know, I, I come down, I hang out with people. You know, we take pictures. You know, usually go go to dinner, walk around, run into a million people. You know, so it's cool. It's cool. I, I love fighting here, and I'm home. So if I need to drive mm. home, I, I could drive home. If, you know, my wife, she drives down for weigh-ins, brings the kids, and, you know, they get to come watch it and hang out. And, you know, it's cool, man. I, I really enjoy fighting at home. Well, I'd say you get a knockout win here, and then you go to Ryzen. Go, 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 go <laughs> no, get I asked him. I asked him. I asked him, man, because I, I know that some of the guys were going fighting over there. I was like, dude, that would be dope to fight in Japan, something I always wanted to do. So, um, you know, give me one of those fights, and they kind of got shut down. So, I don't know. I mean, and I see they, you know, they have a couple guys they've flown out there. I think what two or three, and um, I mean, I'll, should I'll be the first one to sign up if there if there's that option. Yeah, well, I know. I mean, I know Coker's talked about it, and and I feel like we're getting closer and closer yeah. to possibly something. Maybe not in Japan, um, but maybe even in Hawaii, um, which obviously would change the rule set a little bit. But you know, I say set up a ring, set up a cage, and have a mixed event in, on uh, on Honolulu would be. Pretty bitchin' setup. I think a Wad versus Gomi or something in Japan though would. Uh... Oh, I'd love that fight. Yeah, man. I'm calling it right now. There you go. Well, well, yeah. I mean, that'd be that'd be perfect for you. I mean, especially if they're trying to do a Ryzen versus Bellator with all the different weight classes. I mean, you fit. You'd fit right in something like that. I mean, you're you're a Bellator staple fighter, so uh, that's that's yeah. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah. We'll get. We'll get the word out that way. You, when you pick up your win uh, on, on at two nineteen, you know the 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 seed will be planted. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it, man. We'll start it. <laughs> well, I mean that's pretty much all I got. I gotta appreciate you coming on again. Um, it's been a big eight days for us. We had uh, Stephen Thompson on, who's headlining the UFC card coming up in in Nashville in a week and a half, and uh, now we got a Bellator headliner. Uh, today's our one year anniversary of our show, so. I mean, I can't oh, really ask for oh, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been a blast. This is your second time on. Uh, we brought you good luck last time. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I'll be sitting cage side for this one, uh, bringing a couple friends. Uh, yeah, Matt. Matt's luckier than I am because I was, I was at your <laughs> New York. You, you, you do better fighting at home with Matt watching you. I'll, I'll, I'll watch you from, from TV. There we go. There we go. <laughs> but, um, but again, uh, Gertz for Sawad, uh, Bellator 219, March 29th, uh, Pachanga Indian Reservation, uh, Temecula, California, live on the Paramount Network. Uh, tickets still available through Ticketmaster. Or I'm sure you can get a hold of uh, Syed through social media. Uh, imagine you might be able to 
get some fans some tickets uh, if they've got some cash for them. And uh, yeah, best of luck they, to you, man. Yeah, they, they use the promo code. Just use my last name, AWAD, and then you find your tickets online. Uh, they're going to sell out, so if I'll try to get them at least a week to two weeks ahead of time because I know the venue usually sells out a week out. So Yeah, just, I, you know. I keep an eye on the tickets. It looked like there was a few hundred left. Uh, so, yeah, definitely – Definitely get them because, like you said, uh, between the gamblers and the people buying tickets, they uh, they go quick for that venue. I think it holds 3,500. So, yeah. like you said, great seats all around. Uh, so, you so- want to shout out your sponsors or anything before we we shut down? Yeah, man. Just you know, shout out to shout out to you guys for you know, taking your time to interview me. You know, always good to talk to you guys. And you know, shout out to all the guys at the training lab. You know, Coach Cal, Sam Calavita, that dude's a genius. And uh, you know, all my training partners, Georgie, and all the guys out there, Juan. Cub, all those guys, and um, you know, and uh, yeah, pretty much, you know, shout out to all the sponsors that are going to be supporting me for this fight, you know, the 86ers and uh, Garden Life, and all the other guys that are out there. You know, sorry, I can't think right now, but you know, I got you guys. <laughs> now, you mentioned Georgie real quick, uh, he was just added to the main event, uh, against Emmanuel Sanchez at Bellator 218, so fans can catch that fight on the 22nd. Uh, the week before the, the Pachanga card. So. Yeah, we're, we're headlining back-to-back. So one week nice. you get my boy Georgie, main event, and then you get me the next week. So should be fun, man, back-to-back weeks of uh, some good fights. Nice. Awesome. Representing SoCal, I love it. I love it, too. I love it, too. <laughs> Even though I'm in Jersey, I love it. <laughs> All right, Syed, thank you for joining us, man, and good luck, and I'll, I'll, I'll be seeing you around uh, your fight time. All right, cool. Thank you. All right, nice to you guys. Take care. Take care. Peace. Hey y'all, East Coast Ed here. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can be a monthly supporter for as little as 99 cents a month. This podcast will always be free, but if you help Matt and I out for future episodes, supporters will be shouted out on the show and large supporters will be randomly selected to do predictions for a big pay-per-view event in the future. So please click the support tab and enjoy the show.